Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, July 8th, 2021, and this is day 1217 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much for being our Abba Father, for directing our very every path that we take. Lord, I thank you so much for uh, equipping us with what we need to go forth this day to fulfill the purpose that you've given us. And um, Lord, that we'll do it with great joy and have your peace and and uh, your wisdom uh, to know when and what and how to do things, Lord, and keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. I thank you so much, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is clean house immediately and forcefully. Mm -hmm. We need to obey and do what God is telling us right away. Don't, Don't wait. When we hear it, (laughs) we'll know that absolutely it's not us telling ourselves to do that. And then you know good and well, it's not Satan telling you to do something that's going to benefit you or and and that's something that's going to glorify God. So we're going to be coming out of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 12 through 36. Uh, 1 Samuel 2, uh, verse 12 through 36. And it says, Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Now it was the practice of the priest that whenever any of the people offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand while the meat was being boiled and would plunge the fork into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. Whatever the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. But even before the fat was burned, the priest's servant would come and say to the person who was sacrificing, give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw If the person said to him, let the fat be burned first, then take whatever you want. That was the custom. The servant would answer, no, hand it over now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. This sin of the young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. They despised it. They did not care about God. They only cared about themselves. They didn't, they were just making a mockery out of God's uh, holy uh, sacrifices. And then verse 18 says, but Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year, his mother made him a little robe and took it to him while 
uh, took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home, and the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She gave birth to three sons, two daughters, and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now, Eli was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the attend at the who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he did, he said to them, why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, Who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. You see, uh, Samuel was there, uh, was going to be their successors. And you notice how in between (laughs) these Uh, stories about Eli's bad sons, we're hearing about Samuel, how he's growing and and prospering and and he, um, he would go before the Lord. And yet Samuel's wicked sons were continuing to do evil. Verse 27, now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, this is what the Lord says. Did not Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar to burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. And so that was a piece of clothing uh, that only the priest wore. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offer uh, offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? And here's something that stands out to me. God went to Eli. He didn't go to Hophni and Phinehas, the the two that were doing the evil. He went to the father and he said, why are you doing this? Because he allowed it. And he was over the priest, all right, in this area. And he did nothing. He did not do enough. Verse 30, therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel declares, I promised that members of your family, would minister before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me, those who honor me, I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained, which is unworthy. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength 
and the strength of your priestly house so that no one in it will reach old age and you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, no one in your family line, no one in your family line will ever reach old age. So, you know, God is not going to punish everyone, just him and his family line. Mm. And they will, they, your family line will, none of them will ever reach old age. Every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength. And all your descendants will die in the prime of life. And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phineas? will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house and they will minister before my anointed, before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and plead, appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. But it's not going to happen. What they did was a horrendous, horrendous thing before the Lord. Eli was 98 years old when he and his two sons died. Point number one, you've heard the term, don't let any grass grow under your feet. That means do something about the situation quickly. It means nip it in the bud. Allow, don't allow the anthill to grow into a mountain. These terms, these terms mean deal with it before it gets big and out of hand. And when you deal with it, you may have to use force. You may may have said to someone who means you no good, please don't call me anymore, but they still do. You need to be persistent and take it to the next level. Block their phone number. You see, that's what Eli missed. His boys were making a mockery of God's anointed priesthood and they were doing it forcefully. We too should be forceful with what God has given us to do about the mess or the situation. We must clean house. We must do it effectively to the fullest and completely, even if it is a relative, even if it is a child. You see, because when we don't, that means we're putting them before God. What has God shown you to clean up, but you've been dragging your feet about it because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. The only one's feelings you should be concerned about in that situation is God's. He's always first. Don't ever forget that. God is first. God is a jealous God. He does not want us to put anything or anyone before him. Point number two, we need God. We need to hear God, uh, his instructions, God's instructions, and obey immediately. The consequences to our disobedience is far more reaching than we think. 
Eli's disobedience affected even the unborn in his family line. They would not reach uh they would not reach a, a, a prime age. They would be physically weak and blinded. They um they would all die in the prime of their life. We don't want to be like Eli. It's not too late to make a move and clean house according to God's instructions. Don't take God's grace and mercy lightly. He'll love you all the way to hell. I'll say he'll love us all the way to hell, but I'm planning to go to be with the Lord. All right. (laughs) And I'm praying that you're going to do the same. This is your day to make things right with God. God loves us that much that he gives us chance after chance after chance. But there is coming a day of reckoning when we're going to have to answer to God for what we did and what we did not do according to what he instructed us. I'll never forget this. Several years ago, when I, after I uh, left the church I was at for 27 years, the Lord said, go, it's time to go. And uh, it's time to um, step outside of those walls. And, and I, was, I was comfortable there, but, but near the end, I was getting uncomfortable. And uh, I, I remember the Lord giving me uh, three signs letting me know it was time to move on and and do it quickly and forcefully and still loving the the people there and the pastor that was there and uh there was a, a evangelist two evangelists that came um uh on a weekend one came on a Friday and one came on a Saturday they didn't know each other they came from two different places the first one was a lady i think she came from Oklahoma and the second one was a man and he came from Uh, somewhere else. I don't know if he came from uh, California, but they preached. She preached the first night on uh, Abraham leaving his family and immediately leaving everything he was comfortable with and go to where God would lead him to go. And it was a powerful message. And then the next day, we were waiting to hear and all excited and and the man that came from somewhere else, another evangelist, he preached the exact same message, not knowing that the first woman had preached, the first uh, evangelist had preached the same thing. And then uh, that day we were, I, I believe they came on a Saturday and Sunday because that Sunday we were taking the evangelist to dinner. And I remember going to get in my car, uh, waiting on everyone, and we were just going to go up the street and uh, to a restaurant. And I turned on the radio. And the pastor was preaching on the radio the exact same message. And the Lord was saying to me, it's time to go. And so I did. And I, he said, I want you to go to your parents' church and I want you to serve them and uh, help them in whatever way you need to do so, whatever way I instruct you to. And it was a blessing. I've been there now. It's my church too. (laughs) And I've been there for about 14 years now, just doing what God would have us to do. And there was a a young lady there um, about seven years ago or eight years ago who uh, served the Lord and uh, was doing his will. And then a gentleman started coming to the church 
who has some addiction issues and challenges. We all have some kind of challenges, right? That we need to get straight with the Lord and he'll, he'll, he'll do it if we allow him. Well, this young man, um, my, my stepdad at the time, who was the pastor of our church, uh, took him under his wing. And so, so this must've been about 12 years ago though, because my, my dad passed away about 12 years ago. So he took him under his wing and uh, mentored him, but, but he still had those addiction issues. Well, this woman, he, she liked him so much and he liked her. They wanted to get married. And my, my dad uh, said to her, this would not be a good time. You know, basically, daughter, you don't need to do that. He is not ready. He still has the addiction issues. And she did not want to hear it. She was just, no, I love him and blah, blah, blah. And he says, I can help change him. And, and so they got married. And it didn't work out very well. She uh, suffered uh, her health. Drast got drastically worse. He continued to do drugs and and leaving her for hours upon hours and days upon days, sometimes out doing whatever he wanted to do. And uh, she ended up dying uh, and suffering greatly uh, before she passed away. And he ended up being her caregiver. Uh, But she passed even before he did. And uh, not that that not that he was supposed to go first, but he he was the one um, that was doing the drugs and and uh, making it hard for her and her household. But she chose that route when God said don't. And when God tells us to do something, we need to take immediate action and we need to do it forcefully. Don't. Don't let the grass grow up under our feet. Do what God is calling us to do. Now, what has God called you to do? What are you sitting on? What gifts are you sitting on? And you're just saying, no, I'm not good enough, Lord. I can't do it. God is saying, yes, you can because I'm with you. I've equipped you to do it. Go forth and use your gift to build the kingdom of God. Whatever that is, get out of your comfort zone. He's saying we're being too complacent. It is time to step out on faith and do what God is saying to do. And if that's cleaning house, clean house. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you may be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And, and, um... Yeah, (laughs) I forgot the rest. All right. Uh, And all right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.